0: Hello, and welcome to Embolden, living a bold Christian life. I'm Chris Shetter, an ordinary Christian living with and learning about an extraordinary God. This week we look at the Jesus mindset again, the patient teacher. But my question is, is, are you ready to be a teacher? And if, so, if you're not ready, I want to know why not. Because Jesus doesn't want us just to sit here and live good lives. He wants us to spread the word. Enjoy. This week's Jesus Mindset looks at Matthew 10, 26-28. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. You know, when I originally wrote this post for my blog, it was called, Are You Ready? One of my friends was found herself in an unexpected teaching opportunity. She and her husband were active participants in Bible study held at my house for about five years. And my observation was that he really wasn't progressing in his faith journey you know, he seemed a bit stuck. We all know people that are like that. He was definitely a man of faith and attended church regularly, but he kept listening to the world's half-truths about Jesus. A year passed after that study group disbanded, and my friend came to me asking about doing another study group. She was particularly concerned about her husband. They were no longer attending the same church, and with the study group having disbanded, her husband was without the counsel of other Christians. We decided to start a new group, but it would be just women this time around, and it left her concerns about her husband unanswered. Over the course of about a year and a half, my friend has made amazing strides in her own faith progression. And recently, I listened to her as she was able to answer a difficult Bible study question with a great analogy, making it clear to the rest of us. Like the glee I had while watching one of my Girl Scouts successfully learn to build a fire, I jumped for joy at my friend's insight. I just loved it. And you know what? God has answered her prayers about her husband. But like God, it wasn't the answer she was expecting. You see, the teacher he needed was her. Her husband has watched her transformation with awe. She is living out the word, and he started asking her questions about Jesus. After their new church they went to, they now go to breakfast and sit and discuss the sermon and he relies on her for further insight and instruction. Peter 3, 15-16 goes on and says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. I'm sorry, that was 1 Peter 3, 15-16. My friend's teaching opportunity was close to home. And at the start of Jesus's ministry, he too started close to home. The first recorded teaching by Jesus was to his cousin, John the Baptist. Jesus asked John to baptize him, but John recognizes him as the Messiah and tries to convince Jesus it should be the other way around. Matthew 3.15 says, Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. You see, Jesus knew his audience. As a devoted man of God, John was well-practiced in what it meant to achieve holy righteousness. So he accepted Jesus's reasoning. When you follow along Jesus's teaching path, you'll find it to be not only slow and patient, but tailored for each person or group of people he encounters. And that's the joy in teaching. No matter what we teach, it's important to know the delivery method. At first, Jesus reached out to his cousin, then his cousin's followers and their friends. And the tipping point after performing quiet acts of healing and word of them spread was the Sermon on the Mount. But even after he preached to large crowds, he would encounter individuals and specifically set aside time to teach them to tell them about the glory of God and the forgiveness of sins. To the learned, he spoke with confident knowledge of Moses and Isaiah. To the poor and the lame, he taught through love and compassion. To the average man and woman, he used parables containing everyday elements like farming and relationships. And to the disciples, he opened their eyes to the mysteries of the kingdom. Each time he sought the aha moment for which every teacher longs, the moment when the light comes on inside. Matthew 5, 14 to 16 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I was once leading a small Bible study, and the topic of evangelizing came up. That usually makes people squirm. One participant said she just didn't feel ready to talk to people about God, and yet She's been a Christian for about 50 years. Yes, you heard that, 50, five, zero. What if we erase the word evangelize and replace it with just sharing or teaching? What if instead of picturing ourselves standing before the Pharisees or Sanhedrin, we picture ourselves sitting with our children or with a friend? And sharing how Jesus has brought us peace and joy in times of trouble, that should at a minimum be expected of us. My friend I mentioned at the beginning, she's come a long way. A couple of years ago, her adult son started asking her questions about God and Jesus. And to be honest, she felt unprepared. She had prayed for many years that her son would turn to Jesus and now he was asking her questions. So what did she do? She sought instruction, she prayed, and she was bold. And at her next opportunity to teach a family member, her husband, she was ready. Pastor Adriel Sanchez of the Core Christianity podcast says, our lives should reflect the love and goodness of Jesus, but we should pray that the Lord would give us opportunities to share the gospel with people who come into our lives. Jesus didn't want to keep his life offering amongst a small group of people. So yes, he lived a good and faithful life, but he didn't stop there. He reached out to people. He shared through teaching the most important lessons we will ever learn. He prepared for this task. And when his time came, he was ready. The question I have for you is, are you ready? Your role as a teacher may be needed right now for your children, for your spouse, your neighbor, a struggling believer, or a searching non-believer. Have you worked on the other steps so you can teach, like Peter says? with gentleness and respect? Have you put yourself in positions to be a humble servant and therefore interacting with non-believers in positive ways? Are you studying his word so when you are confronted with half-truths or outright lies about God, you can stand firm like a warrior? God has already tested you in these areas. He's tested me. What is your report card? And in what areas do you need to ask God for help today so you can be ready? Have an amazing week. I'd love to hear from you and find out more about how you are living out your bold Christian life. You can find me on Instagram at embolden minus the O or at my blog at embolden.net.